If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're back. We got Big D on. We're going to talk Elimination Chamber and the Road to WrestleMania, a show that you were thinking about going to live and now probably not. So this will be interesting. Uh, We'll kind of go over the ups and downs of your decisions when it comes to that, because a lot has happened in the creative uh, to change WrestleMania, which you and I have had conversations about. But how's it going, man? Welcome. Yes, of course. I'm happy to be here. We're going to talk a little wrestling, of course. Now, that's it. No more PLEs. It's WrestleMania next. And they got five weeks and two nights. And they're probably going to throw extra stuff on that SmackDown. Remember how the Andre Battle Royals were on that show? Yes. They'll probably do that, yeah. Yeah, And also, they got to start announcing Hall of Fame people, bro. We know Heyman and Pillman are likely going to go in, but who else? Is that is that the rumor? Is is Brian Pillman and Paul Heyman? Yeah, yeah, because Heyman's in Philly and he deserves it uh, for sure. And then um, Pillman, because you know the whole thing about how WWE now has Brian Pillman Senior as a legend. Now they got the money, the fans get money, right? So right, right, yeah, they're doing that. And then I, this is not a, a rumor or a scoop. This is what I want. I feel like Sabu should go in the Hall of Fame, and the reason why is because. Even like like early ECW, 92, 93, 94, 95, mm-hmm. Sabu was like the draw. He was like the ECW version of Jimmy Snuka in the early 80s. He might not have been the champion, but he was the guy that drew people. And uh, even though he might not be considered one of the all-time great workers, I do think he should be in the Hall of Fame for Philly. I really do. Of all the ECW guys alongside Heyman, I think he should be the first one. Is RVD in the Hall of Fame? Yes, Okay. Yes, he went in 2020, I think. Okay. I was yep. just thinking because Sabu, the last time I saw Sabu, he was actually on AEW TV. That's right. We were on that show when, when he did the dive on through the table. I popped because I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love seeing Sabu. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. I, but I'm first, I'm interested. How did you watch this show? Did you try and watch it live? Oh, I did watch it live. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, 4.45. I had a friend of mine staying over here, and we turned it on. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And and the reason why I say it's amazing is because I did not watch it. I did not watch it live. Now, the earliness for me, it would have been like 2 a.m., so that was a a non-starter. Though I do know some people who watched it at like 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. like yourself. I don't know anybody yet on the... No, I do know somebody on the West Coast who did wake up and watch it because my buddy who works for The Ringer, Ben Cruz, he they they did a uh, a post show on Bleacher Report. So that's why he he did. But this was a long show to watch live. I agree. It was it was three and a half hours and only had four matches. And then you're wondering, well, what the hell? But the chamber matches got plenty of time. So at least there was that. I mean, match quality wise, it was good. I can't. There's nothing bad on the show. 
I thought when I was clicking through, I was like, I'm so thankful that I have not, I, one, I didn't spoil myself, but two, I didn't watch it live because I was able to skip through all of these like uh, back padding video packages that they were doing and About just Australia, stuff, just stuff that we've seen on TV constantly. And then, there was just so you know all the entrance. Some some people like the entrance. I didn't need to see the entrances for the elimination chamber matches, but I think I got. I would have. I think I got through the entire show in about two hours. I think so. Yeah, that would make sense. You cut out all the like Triple H talking about the attendance and all that. Yeah, two yeah. hours makes sense. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that you thought all the matches were good. I would say um, there was one some wonky stuff in the main event. Nia Jax and and Rhea, there was a couple of wonky, but they they saved it by the end. The main event, I I've seen mixed stuff on, and and I think it generally has to do with what you thought about Nia's performance. That's literally it. I didn't yeah. like her performance. She's very one dimensional, and the, you know she's, she's the she's modern day monster. She's the modern day monster. She's got like two or three moves. They she was setting up the big splash in the corner time after time after time and even did hit it. But I would say the first five minutes was actually pretty bad, but they did, they did do a better job as, as it got going. You know what I thought though? It was a little sloppy. I would have loved to see the Brock Lesnar Goldberg kind of match for this one. Do do seven minutes, nothing but power stuff, kicking out of power stuff. And finally Rhea wins at the end. I think it would have been a better Especially for that live crowd, I think it would be way better. You know, you know what's funny about that is I swear to you, I thought the same thing when they when Rhea first came out. I told my friend, I was like, what if she just beats her in like two minutes? And he actually said, I swear to God, he goes, You mean like Lesnar and Goldberg at Survivor Series? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he's he goes, How would you feel like if Goldberg beat Nia Jackson two minutes? And I was like, dude, I would <laughs> I would pay money to see him jackhammer. We we're both uh taking medicinal. Uh, I, I would love to see Goldberg Jack Hammer freaking Nia Jax, bro. Tell me that wouldn't be a visual. I don't know if this version of Goldberg. I mean, she would have to go up for him really nicely. Maybe, maybe Rhea Ripley. You know what? Maybe, maybe um, Jade Cargill can, can Jack Hammer. Well, did you, you saw the Royal Rumble match where Jade went to body? I was slammer. there. I was there. Yeah, and Nia kind of screwed it up. She she's hopped, clumsy. She hopped on one foot. So she didn't go up nicely, and Jade kind of struggled with her in the in the in the slam. So, uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about this from the beginning. I missed the pre-show match, the Kabuki I, I Warriors match. Half of it. I missed half of it. Uh, but you know, it was there for Indy Hartwell to get the nice uh, hometown reaction. The, but that was the reason why I kind of skipped it, is because to me this was like a raw match. It was. I'm, I'm sure it was fine because the Kabuki Warriors are really good. But I, I did miss it. Um, what did you think of what you saw? I liked what I saw. I like what I saw. They can work. I, I'm a big fan. Of, I, I do. I will say this, con- maybe controversially so, but it's true. I do feel like I, I'm a big fan of Oscar, but I am starting to sense that she's starting to go past her prime now. Oh, think, interesting. Yeah, I think her prime years. I think her prime years were probably over around 2022. It just just feels like she's starting to slow down a bit. It happens to everyone. I'm not saying that it doesn't because, you know, we all we can't beat father time, but it does kind of feel like she's slowing down a bit. 
she's not she, she's not like how she was in, in 2017 2018 when she was just a beast mm-hmm. so but the match was good i mean from what i saw but i didn't even know they were doing a pre-show match i woke up at 4 45 and i turned on expecting to see like booker t or one of these guys talking <laughs> and i see a match and i'm like oh did we miss the show and then i realized it was a pre-show match did they announce it on smackdown or something because i didn't see any announcement for that I saw it on the Wikipedia page. Actually, I didn't actually. I, I it, they probably said it on SmackDown, but I didn't. I was zipping through. SmackDown I didn't see like SmackDown. Crazy. Yeah, I didn't see SmackDown. I just read um, the results. So the opener is the the women's elimination chamber, which I thought was pretty darn good. The story of this match. Now, you know, the the if you have folks who were like this entire match was predictable i would agree with you i think the entire show was predictable the, Every, pre- yeah the entire yeah. show was really predictable super predictable but that doesn't mean it's bad does not always mean it's bad and as you head towards wrestlemania a lot of the stuff should be predictable cuz it's really what you want to see or what they've been setting up uh but we had becky lynch tiffany stratton naomi bianca belair liv morgan and raquel rodriguez uh, Raquel Rodriguez had a flare up of uh, the 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 thing that that she's been having issues with the MCAS. Uh, and I guess it happened on the plane ride to Australia where her face, uh, she said there was swelling and it kind of became pink and, and blew up a little bit like a balloon. And I don't know if you noticed, but I could tell that her makeup was way different than normal. So I thought there was it was possible that something had happened. Uh, she, I, I couldn't tell if she was wearing makeup or not, but it was clear that her look was a little bit different. So I was like, oh man, it's, it, I, I wonder if she had the flare up. And, and so that's what happened, but she was able to work the match, uh, which was great. I'm glad that, that she could do it. Uh, so you had you know, the story of the match was uh, Becky. Uh, Becky goes in first and she ends up a, as the winner. I thought Bianca Belair was awesome in this match. Always. And, and Tiffany Stratton probably got the most out of everyone just because she came in as, you know, she's the new SmackDown star. Uh, she's from NXT. We got to see her against Becky Lynch earlier this year. She did well. She had, they, they had a couple of spots for her to make her shine and the fans were really into her and they were really bummed out when she finally did get pinned uh, Naomi was the first one to go out. I was actually surprised a little bit to see uh, Liv as kind of like the underdog of me the too. Me too. Uh, I, I thought, man, you know, if, if Tiffany Stratton was a little bit more of a veteran in the ring, they could have probably swapped out roles. But I think they had to be really careful with uh, Stratton here because uh, her her matches on SmackDown have been. Uh, not not as clean, and when, when she's not been able to do a lot of the the rehearsing that she's able to do on NXT, so I think you know she's still developing. She's just got to get more reps underneath her belt. She's got that star quality, but yeah, I, you know, Liv Morgan sort of fits that role. Uh, but uh, so the, the end of the match is uh, the three women left are Bel Air, uh, Becky Lynch, and Liv Morgan. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Bel Air tries to hit the KOD, which she did hit on Raquel earlier, which was awesome. Right. Uh, but uh, Morgan reverses it into a, a stunner or like a jawbreaker move. Bel Air recovered and went to hit Becky with the KOD. 
but Becky managed to get out of it. And then Morgan, Liv Morgan rolled up uh, Bianca and Pinder yeah. and then walked right into the rock bottom or the manhandle slam by Becky. And she pinned uh, Liv to win. It was very specific that they were not going to have Becky pin Bianca here. So I imagine we see something down the road between them that was probably very specific for a reason to not have that happen. But hell, Becky, it's it's time. We, we could see Becky and, and Rhea at big WrestleMania, match. which they've been building for, you know, the whole year so far. That's a big match. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, I'm actually glad because originally Jade Cargill was supposed to be in this match. And I'm actually glad that she wasn't because she shouldn't be getting pinned. And the only way she that should have been this match if she would have won, unless you have Bianca Pinner. So they still have that Bianca Jade Cargill like athletic women's match they could do at WrestleMania in their back pocket if they want to do it. That way you get them on the card. But um Becky and Rhea Ripley, I think, is phenomenal. You've got the most over woman now versus the most over woman from like five years ago, pre-pandemic. My friend asked me during the show if he thought that Becky was as hot now as she was in 2019. And I told him no, but she's not that far down. Like she hasn't completely fallen off. She's not as she's not as hot as like the star power, but she's transitioned into the main star of the division, like no matter what. She's just present. Yeah, but she's she's the present like she she's the dependable, consistent star. Her star power is never going to go lower than it currently is. And uh, and I think, you know, it's going to be pretty amazing. Actually, somebody in the chat said Tiffany versus Bianca, which I'm not sure Tiffany's ready for that. But if they could actually plan that match out and, you know, and and put together something, that would be a hell of an athletic match. It's uh it's an interesting idea. Yeah. And uh, I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah. And so the only other comment I have is um, that's that's pretty good. A pretty good WrestleMania when it comes to women uh, representation, because Rhea and Becky is, is a big match. EO and uh, Bailey's a big match because of the story. They have that Batista Triple H story going. And then if they want to throw in stuff like. Well, the women's tag titles, but if they want to throw in like a Bianca versus Jay Cargill match or Liv versus Bianca, as you said, there's a lot of combinations they can do. Um, I think they could actually have some, I think they should have some one-on-one matches that aren't just for the titles, um, just because it, they have enough time now with two nights, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. I say go for it, but it, it's going to be good. I mean, I'm actually excited to see both of those women's title matches. Yeah. The 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 story of this Bailey, car is looking good. Yeah, the the story of Bailey and EO had a had a nice little uh, you know they they finally pulled the lever on that angle a few weeks ago, and now you have the two dominant superstars uh, in Rhea and Becky, and it, it's going to be good. And then be, whoever Bianca faces, if they bring in Jade, maybe there's a battle royal that Jade wins. You have that's uh, true. The tag team titles, uh, whatever Stratton's gonna do. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that that they still have on. Nia yeah, Jax. Huh. Well, well, we'll save that one. Uh, the, you know, the the thing is, is you could literally have like five or six women's matches like that's across that, the two nights. That's what I was saying. You could. Yeah. They don't all have to be just for the titles. They have uh, they have enough women now. If they had, I I wonder what would have happened if they actually did get Sasha. 
how she would fit into this. I'm guessing it would be Sasha and Naomi trying to get their titles back. And if that were the case, it'd be another huge women's match for WrestleMania. But it wasn't in the cards. She'll be at the uh, big business uh, in about two weeks. Yeah, and no Charlotte too. Char- you know, lest we that injury. Charlotte is hurt, and, and yeah. hope maybe you know maybe she'll maybe she'll be the host of of WrestleMania. They always like to bring she'll she'll be the host, and then CM Punk will be the host. The two should have <laughs> the two should have been. Yeah, there you go. Man, there you she, go. She did take a a photo, or she posted a photo recently with her and John Cena, though. I don't know. Big, big match. John is not looking great right now after those Howard Stern comments. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't think he. I, I don't think he meant for it to come off the way. You know what I mean? Like I. I was listening to it. If you listen to the audio, you can hear tone better. I don't think he meant to. You know, not show sympathy towards the, the, uh, the the victim. I feel like that was something he just didn't think about. Like his brain. You know what I mean? Like. His brain was so scatterbrained that I don't think he even thought of it, which is bad. You got, I mean, you know, the question's coming, man. You think- I agree. I agree with you. He should have had a planned answer already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, he, 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 he should have. I wouldn't have expected him to screw that thing up, but he screwed That's it true. up. That's true. I, I also think that, you know, I don't know if I'd be doing these interviews because there's, um, unless you just lay out completely like you should and say, you know, I, I just I'm just thinking about the victims right now and it's horrible and deplorable. That is what you have to say and what you should say. Right. But at the same time, that's also not what TKO wants you to say. So it's 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 weird. I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't do anything because. Yeah, have- yeah. His comment made sense, though, because he's trying to his framing of it was more so like, OK, Vince, my, his, his, his framing, the way I perceived it was my friend made a big mistake and I, he needs to, he needs to be accountable for it, but it's, it's tricky because it's not just a big mistake. This is a pattern of events that he's done. If this happened with one woman, that's different than all the rumors and all the NDAs and everything. So when there's a pattern, it becomes harder to, justify the behavior you know what i mean and i don't think there is justification for it but this is also the wrestling business bro and they 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 just it's like an alternate universe to ours you know how much did you follow the bill cosby stuff i followed some of it but you obviously followed it closer to me because that was your guy that was you were i know you were a big mark for the cosby show that was my Um, that was completely my guy and i i recently watched a uh, w kamal bell documentary on showtime about him? About he, yeah, he covered the whole thing. Four episodes. He talked to a lot of the victims. He talked to a lot of the people who worked on the Cosby Show. I need to see that. Um, I need to see it's, that. It's it's really well done. It's it's very depressing, but it's really well done. I want to learn about it because I know I know I know what he did, but I don't know the details of like the dates and things like that. You know. So, so the problem is what 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 I see Cena as is basically how I see the people from the Cosby Show. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, who I just love. I think he's, he's awesome. Great. Felicia Rashad, uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam. Was Raymond Simone interviewed? Uh, you know what? I don't know. No, no, they weren't interviewed for the doc, but I've seen them in public talk about, and, and Felicia Rashad specifically went like aggressive on the victims and was yeah, not, and, and was defending, you know, they keep calling him 
you know, Mr. Cosby or Dr. Cosby. And it's like just shocking that all of these things could happen. And all of these women, you know, there's, I, f- I forget the number that eventually that, that, that they had in the documentary, but it was like, you know, 70 women or something like that. Yeah, that's not a mistake. That's like, that's, that's, maybe they both need like psychiatric help. You know what I mean? But at that point, it's not a mistake at that. You know what I mean? At that point. And that, and that's what I'm saying is, is with John Cena, there's so much information out there that if he can't distance himself from the Vince that he knew, uh, he, he should not be having these conversations with, uh, in the media because, it is a little bit i'm sure it's a little jarring for him you know who it's even more jarring for probably is uh the family well i i was thinking of uh brian danielson and, and brie bella yeah that family yeah well yeah. i mean i i'm thinking of shane and stephanie you know what i mean like that's imagine like that's your dad you know just think about if it was you you know it's 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 a it's a fucked up situation sorry for cursing you know but it is and Stephanie herself has been seen as uh, negative recently a, a possible, uh, as, it, as, it, as yeah. it comes to the Ash, uh, Ashley Massaro situation. So, uh, all right. Well, I didn't mean to turn it that way, but, um, uh, it, you know, it, it's, no, just, there's, it, it's there's something good. that we're going to be t- something that we're always going to have to talk about. And whenever you bring up Vince McMahon from here on out, there is a caveat to bringing up Vince McMahon. You're always going to have to acknowledge those things just like you acknowledge the Chris Benoit situation whenever you talk about a match like whenever you talk about a Chris Benoit match in the back of your head it's a it's it's not that Chris Benoit it's a different Chris Benoit that you're thinking of it's the same thing with Vince you know the, I'm getting that um that 2k Wrestlemania or the uh the WWE 2k game yeah and they have the 40 years of Wrestlemania in it he's Vince probably McMahon's all over it. voice is all over that mode yeah. Right. So it's not like you can, if you're going to do anything with the history of this company, you, he is in it. And you just have to say, this is who he was. This is, you know, this is, it's not, it didn't just turn this way in 2024. This is just who he was. So uh, that's what people are going to have to come to grips with. And it's just the realization of that. So it just makes you wonder if these people like Cosby and McMahon or even like R. Kelly, if they actually can change, because it just feels like, I don't know, man, that's that's a dark, 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 you know, thought process. Can you really change or is it just you're just so sick in the head that you're always going to be like this? I don't know, man. He's uh... and when you got money, you can protect yourself. Well, these guys, these guys are continually fighting for their innocence so right. i'm not sure that they're even willing to change they don't see they don't see what the problem is that's right yeah what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, so undisputed tag team titles. We've got Damian Priest. Great match. Finn Balor. They beat the new catch Republic. You know, I, I, do, I do agree with you. I thought this match was really good. You know what the main problem with this, and we go back to the predictability of this show. I never for once thought that the new catch Republic were going to win this match. Same, I would have, I would have been super surprised and kind of pumped if they did, but everything that happened in this match, they tried desperately to get us to think that the new catch Republic was going to win. Uh, there was stuff with Dominic, uh, you know, cheating and the, you know, and them, I, he, he and the referee, he, the referee he didn't do a great it. job. She, it was right in front of her too. I didn't, I didn't think that was very well done, but that, you know, that they had a really good match. If this was like on television, you go, damn, that was a great television main event on a pay-per-view. It was still good. Dude, I but thought there it was were, awesome. But there was just no believability that the new catch Republic were going to win. And I thought that that hurt it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with this show. I said it in my review, too. Every single match predictable. Let me tell you, in the men's chamber, I literally predicted not just who would win (laughs) every pinfall. And I swear I got all the only thing I didn't get right was Logan Paul screwing over Randy at the very end. But every other pinfall, I even told my friend, I swear to God, I was like, watch. Brandy will pin this guy and this guy. Drew will pin this guy and this guy. And then, then Drew will pin Randy. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, but again, does that hurt the show? Maybe a little bit. I don't, but the thing is, I'll be honest with you. I nobody, none of the wrestlers were bad, but this is not really a show that I kind of want to rush to go see again, you know? No. Like no, the Royal Rumble. When I got home from the Royal Rumble and from SummerSlam, I wanted to watch them because I was at both those shows live. I wanted to watch them like on the network or on Peacock. This show, it was fine. It was good. It just, yeah, there's nothing really that's worth going back and seeing, you know? They, but the show, the match was good. They had some production issues on this show that they don't normally have. Yes, they did. I noticed they, that. They, they lost the feed. Like twice. For, yeah. And then there was some sound stuff. I don't know if they bleeped guys out, but there were moments, especially during the men's chamber match when uh, LA Knight came in. Like the the it just went silent for like ten seconds or something. I thought he was cursing or something. That's right? what I like, thought too, but yeah. I wasn't hundred percent sure. And you know, we so we had that in here when da- when uh, when Dominic interferes, the the video goes to black for like five seconds, which I thought was I was like, oh, someone's coming in or somebody's doing something, and it was like, no, they just lost the they. A, a rare production flaw for for yeah, it was it here. was the pirates bro the pirates finally got him <laughs> exactly um so the f- finish was pretty fun uh they did a uh double choke slam i think a priest was was sitting on the top rope so he got into choke slammed both of the new catcher they, they were they were the trying to get him in the spanish fly and then he and then uh finn Balor held on to the foot it was, it, was, the it was a good move yeah, and so he hits the choke slam, and then he tags in Finn, and Finn goes to the other corner to hit the coup de 
coup de gras on coup de gras, coup de gras on uh, yeah. on done for the win. So, tag. What do you? Where do you think they're going? Are where are we going with WrestleMania for these tag titles? It feels like they're going with Miz and Truth, mm-hmm. but like, does anybody? Here's the thing. It feels they're going with Miz and Truth, but I feel like even though Truth is entertaining and Miz has charisma, they just the, that team is like got kind of a jobber team now, yeah, you know. Yeah. So if they do the match at Mania, I can't see Miz and Truth winning. It feels like the 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 Judgment Day will retain, which I'm fine with. I don't care if they hold on to the tag titles because who else is there? They got D- they already beat DIY, I think. Yep. They beat um, uh, Alpha Academy. They've beaten pretty much every tag team. They haven't beaten the Vikings yet, so they could do that. You got they, the you got the Creeds if you want to go the Creeds route. Yeah. You could, or, do, you could you even bring up Braun Breaker and uh, and uh, Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin. Corbin. You could do that if you wanted to. Yeah, I thought what they could do to you know liven up this truth thing is you know because he's constantly just getting his ass kicked now. Like Judgment Day just keeps beating him up, and you could have the Miz come for the save, and then they just start beating up the Miz. And then who comes out to save the Miz and Truth? None other than our Truth's hero, John Cena. And you could do Cena and Truth for the tag titles, but I think you would also have them lose that match. Uh, but I think Cena and Truth is Cena tag coming t- in for this mania. I, I have no idea, but that's what I, that's what I would do. Now there are some who will say, "Well, how can you bring Cena back when he just did that thing with Vince?" And I'm just like, "Well." This WWE fan base doesn't really seem to care about any of this stuff. Not just that, but he was not involved in the lawsuit. If Cena was one of the names in there, different story. Yes, Cena, different Cena story. just he just it was bad PR, but he's not guilty of what Vince did. Right, right, a hundred percent. I was thinking that's what I would do. I, yeah, I was thinking if, if they do get Cena, obviously your idea works. If they can't, I mean, if they want to do make this a WrestleMania that like we'll never forget, do um. Uh, the 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 Judgment Day versus DIY versus Truth and Miz in a TLC match. Bring back TLC with three teams. If they're like, why not? It's the 40th WrestleMania. We saw it at 17 and 16. Why not bring it back for the 40th show? TLC, baby. We haven't seen a TLC in, in quite a long years. Time. Yeah, and the Hardys and Edge and Christian are in AEW, so you can't use them. <laughs> Yeah. Though I remember when the Hardys came back at that one WrestleMania, I in think Orlando, you, you I was were there. you were texting me at that time saying how that was like a crazy it was one pop. of the loudest pops yeah. ever. The whole building was rumbling. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> that was awesome. And remember, they wrestled the Young Bucks the day the before, before. Yeah, in Lakeland. Yeah. In yeah. Lakeland, yeah. Which you were like not that minutes. match though, right? No, I wasn't. It's about twenty minutes away from where I live now, not where I live then. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. it's crazy, crazy times. I, I I miss those times. I really do. All right, we had the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Austin Theory was there to cause a ruckus. Austin Theory did the intros and he was cutting promos on the crowd. Grayson Waller came in kind of like a baby face. Now they did something on SmackDown on Friday where Roman wanted to talk to Grayson Waller, but they he couldn't talk on the television. It was only for Grayson Waller's ears. I don't know what that was based on what they did in in the ring here with with the interview. It feels like when I was watching it, they were setting up Cody and Seth against Grayson and Theory for like a TV match to get Cody and Seth like a win as a tag team. But 
I then I remembered, wait, they can't do that because Seth is still, you know, Seth is still recovering from yeah. his, his his knee thing. So I'm a hundred percent expecting Cody to wrestle Theory on television, either on Raw, SmackDown. It's gonna be the next few weeks. Also, I want to comment that. Drew McIntyre is not leaving. He's probably going to win the title at WrestleMania because he pinned Cody Rhodes. They that's the only time Cody's been pinned outside of Lesnar. I'm sorry, yep. outside of uh, Reigns. Yep. So there's no way Drew's going to AEW if he just pinned their top guy. That's being set up for something later. Sure does not seem like it at all. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. But you know what? He's he's a great heel right now, dude. When he cut that promo saying my uh, my prayers came true, I was marking <laughs> out. I was marking out. It's phenomenal heel work. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so okay. And of course, we got a dragon for Punk to slay when he gets back. Yeah, absolutely. He's still wearing the shirt with the Punk's tombstone on it. He should wear it all year till <laughs> Punk comes back, man. So it That's basically. Pro wrestling. Basically, Seth in this interview says that I think he said in a couple days he's going to be clear. His sunglasses, bro. His sunglasses, bro, with the thing in the middle. He has three eyes. I think that's a Prince thing. I I think maybe. So I saw some people on Twitter saying that that was a Velveteen Dream thing because I think he did wear. Yeah, another one of those. Yeah, another one of those guys. (laughs) Um, Remember, I told you the other day, his last scumbags, and you're like. Those are criminals. I'm like, it's the same thing. You know, just scummy people. Um, but yeah, so someone said Velveteen Dream, and then I've I've also seen other people say no, like Velveteen Dream got it actually from Prince. So it, the credit is probably to Prince. And then this with sunglasses, you know, he flipped them up like uh I, I don't know if anybody remembers uh uh Dwayne Wayne from uh, a different uh different yeah, world. Yeah, not the Miami Heat guy. No, not Dwayne Wade. Uh, yeah, the one who married what's her name in the season finale? Yeah, Jasmine guy. That's it. Uh, but he he would wear the flip up glasses. But this one had a third thing, and it was only the the middle one was flipped up. So that was the that was the Seth look for this show. But Seth basically says he's good to go. You know, he's going to be cleared. And then Cody Cody went in on the Rock a little bit. He did not get disrespectful on the Rock, but he did he was making he fun him. of he was making fun of some of his catchphrases. And he turned the he turned Rock's hashtag of Cody Crybabies into a positive thing for those fans, you know. And the thing this just it just got me. And I was actually I was actually talking to Dave Meltzer yesterday on Wrestling Observer Radio. He said that that when Roman beat Cody at WrestleMania last year, we all thought that was the wrong decision and that Cody was going to slow down. But in fact, Cody is more over today than he was this time last just, year. Just, just like I said he would be, but what do I know? And so I and then I said to Dave, I said, you know, you know who kind of got ruined or 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 who who uh Sammy? No, who got who got a little screwed by Cody losing is actually The Rock. The Rock is the one. Oh, who I see got what you mean. Screwed a little in bit a way, by Cody losing that match because yeah. now the fervor is so hot for Cody that even The Rock is is not enough to uh, take the, the at the least Rock, the hardcore fan base. The Rock. I think the Rock Roman match is going to happen anyways. I think that that's inevitable. I will say this: I do want to give a shout out to the great Brian Last because. He made a comment that put a huge wait, smile wait. on my face. Okay, so wait. I I have talked to Brian last before. He seemed to be a nice person. 
but he just parrots really bad stuff on his podcasts, doesn't he? Like well, really bad Cornette stuff. Sure, he's Cornette's guy, but that's what I was gonna say was he made a very good point. He said Seth Rollins' character makes sense if you just pretend he's on PCP. Makes perfect <laughs> sense. And he's right about that. The it's way like he that. behaves, he's like on a, PCP. A, 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 a late 90s WWF wrestler. Yeah, like Adam Rose, who was on <laughs> E, who was on Ecstasy. And nobody understood that character, but I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, you did too. The rave guy. You're you're a rave guy from what I know. <laughs> um so yeah, so then Cody yeah. challenged the rock. Now they what they didn't do is they didn't do the tag team thing, which Not is yet. what I thought they were gonna do. Me too. I thought they were gonna do that. I don't know. But they still got five weeks. Yeah, Cody so Cody challenges Rock to a match. He says any place, anytime. And Seth then taps him on the shoulder. And this is where I thought Seth was gonna say, Look, man. You know, you do one on one, and the bloodline is just going to ruin it. We, I need to have your back. We need to do a tag match. But he didn't say that. He just said he was he was going to be in Cody's corner no matter what. So that is what they set up, and I imagine we'll get a reply from Roman and The Rock on television this week. Now I am supposed to go to Raw on Monday. We'll see. You know what the get in price for Raw the last time I checked. It's, it's just up, to get it? in like it's up it's like 155 bucks just to sit in the second deck it used to be 25 dollars for nosebleeds at one time hell when i went so remember i went to the first raw of 2013 which was the rocks return when he confronted cm punk and i had third 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 tier and i think i paid like 70 bucks it wasn't even that expensive maybe 50 yeah it's insane yeah so if I, i'm still working on my uh my, are my you doing mania sweet tickets no 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 mania you know the story with me and mania is my ex-wife birthday was uh is first week of april my n- current wife's birthday is the same exact day on the fir- in the first that week is of april. insanity <laughs> the so. coincidence of it all so yeah so there you know mania is good it will be hard for me generally uh, I'm an April guy too. Why don't you why don't you take them to WrestleMania for their birthday? She went with me to Double or Nothing last year. You remember that? Yes, I do. I do. So, I, I didn't know she went with you. I thought she. I know she went with you on the trip, but I know she went to the show. Yeah, she was in the. We were in the suite. We paid quite a pretty penny to sit in the suite, so that I didn't want her to be out in the crowd with the crazies. So next time, let me know and I'll chip in. <laughs> I was one to the suite. Yeah, yeah. The suite is pretty. The suite is incredible. I've done but, it once and I loved it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah. So that whatever the storyline is going to be, we we kickstarted it off here on Elimination Chamber, and uh, I saw a lot of notes on. It was like twenty two, no, fifty five minutes between the end of the tag team title match and the beginning of the men's elimination chamber. So there's a whole hour where there's no wrestling yep. on, on the screen. They took their time, didn't they? They took their time. Uh, all right, Drew Mac. And now, I know some people are down on that, and I, I get it. This is, this is why I specifically do not watch live. But the reason, part of the metric, is that Peacock wants 
minutes watched, right? That's a metric for them. It's something that they care about is minutes watched. So, so the is longer the longer these shows are, the better it is for Peacock. So that's why these shows are so long. Okay, we get to the men's elimination chamber. Drew McIntyre, Logan Paul, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens. Outside of Kevin Owens, this was like a bunch of jacked dudes. Now Logan Paul's a little uh, on the thinner side, but he's still he's still you got a shape. great physique. But man, you have I'll I'll put these guys, I'll put Drew Randy O, L.A. Knight, and Bobby, and Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Put these guys in the 91 Royal Rumble. And they'll fit right in. Absolutely. And 92. And 92. The best one. Hey, but you know what? Um, I I, I like how Kevin Owens was behaving. It kind of made me laugh. Banging on, uh, on Logan Paul. There was a spot in the match that was so stupid. I swear. Bobby Lashley is doing the thing where he's throwing uh, Logan's face into the pot and then Owens is like forearming it. And I turn over, turn over to my friend and I go, I don't think that makes the blow hurt more. And he goes, no. yeah, that's pretty stupid. So we it were was just, just I'm sure that was just for the noise for the live crowd. Cause you Had saw, to be. you saw how some of those people, how far away they were. That's yeah. I was going to say, this is not a pleasant show to watch live. I, I mean, I'm not saying those people didn't get their money's worth, but when you're the way that stadium is set up, I mean, you know, the the bleachers are far from the middle of the ring. And then there's a chamber that's in the way. So you have to your eyes can't see through all the little gimmicks. So you're probably looking at the screen. We had the best seat in the house, man. Also, though, on the television version, as the sun was setting on the show in this match, if you were right in the middle of the ring where they were doing some of their stuff, there was like a shadow that you was like a shadow faces. in yeah. the middle of it the was ring. Weird. At first, I thought I was like, why are they blurkling out like the fate? Like what's going on? And it was just the shadow from uh, the, the right in the middle, two of the ring. Yeah. OK, so my thoughts on this match, I thought this match was really about high spots and i'll tell you what i what i mean when i say that the women's match i thought was very cohesive like there was a theme and the theme was how are we going to get becky all the way through to the end because she's going to win this match and you have your twists and turns and ultimately you know it's becky is it bianca and, and you get and you get to that end this match, similarly, I think most people thought it was going to be Drew and there was an outside shot that maybe Randy O was going to win this match. But how they got there was a little bit different. Yeah, the, it was. Like there, there were a lot of spots in this match where you could tell that the camera, and now this is a camera that cuts so often so anytime the camera was like on a specific thing for more than like five or six seconds, you're like, oh, they're setting something's something coming. up. Something's they don't coming. want us to see something. Yeah. When Logan put on the the knocks, that was it. Yes. And that was a good, that was good camera work, though. I like that. No, it, no, it's it's fine because they're trying to again, they're trying to disguise what is going to happen. I, I'm totally fine with it, but there it was just it just felt like you had these specific high spots that they wanted to highlight. But when you didn't have the moments of those high spots, I thought the match was kind of boring. Like, especially early on when they, when they were getting to all six guys in the ring. Yeah. I thought it was really slow. Like, yeah, I, I did the, the modern chambers are just, they don't hit like the old ones. 
you know, we were discussing uh, which was the best chamber show. And for me, it's still 2009. That was like the best Elimination Chamber show they've ever done. It's just the these matches, bro, are so watered down now. Like, have you ever been to a chamber match live? No, I never have. I've never seen the chamber live. But, 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 like you know, but even Hell in a Cell, right? When you have this gimmick every year on one pay per view, it gets watered down. The Rumble surprisingly has the whole surprise factor going for it, so it helps. But uh, the chamber, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying they've already done so much with the previous chambers. They're kind of running out of things to do, you know, in, in these chambers. Yeah. I j- it, you didn't have. They should give it a rest. Well, well, okay. Logan Paul was the closest thing you had to that super athletic guy who was going to do crazy stuff. You didn't have the Kofi. You know, Montez. I've, I've, been, I've been to a chamber match in Oakland, and I think I want to say Johnny Nitro was in it. And he did the Spider-Man thing on the top of the cage um, or, you know, at the, at the top where he was kind of scaling it. Right. Um, and then hanging from it like that kind of thing. So they didn't have that one. And it was like I said, it was a bunch of big buff dudes in this match. Uh, I would not have started it off with L.A. Knight because I think out of all of those guys, L.A. Knight is probably the. Uh, and he's not a bad wrestler, but he's not, though, I, I would have put. Uh, Kevin Owens with Drew McIntyre to start that match. Uh, Logan Paul was going to bring a lot of the the craziness, so you kind of you want to save him. You don't want him to be in there long. But I don't know. La Knight just I, I thought him being in there in the beginning kind of ruined it a little bit because he's not that worker bee guy that you want in you know to get through that first five minute period. And and that then, period was long. It was long. It was long, and it wasn't great. And you know, Drew being in it for the whole time, I guess it made sense from a storyline perspective because, like you said, as we get to the end, uh, Randy Orton just starts hitting the RKO on guys and getting pins, and and he does so on uh, Logan Paul, who had just put the brass knucks in, in the tights and he pulled them out. Now, here's something I've always wondered. Were those brass knucks in his tights the whole time, or were they under the ring and he grabbed them and just... because? wrestling with brass knucks in your tights would not be comfortable. I don't think. And they could slip out they could fall down and down your leg. So he must've had them underneath the ring and just grabbed them like right before or something. That's my guess. Yeah. That's my guess. I mean, it, it, yeah, (laughs) I, what I thought they were going to do, I swear is when Randy hit the RKO and got the pin, I swear. I thought Randy was going to take the knucks put them on himself and try to hit drew and then drew would have turned around kicked them and got the pinfall because yeah. then that would have been like a little because i was thinking it's a good character moment for randy to go to try to tease a, a little tiny heel thing but then get caught by drew but we should go back for a minute because la Knight was eliminated because now i guess the cage door is not locked anymore <laughs> well it happened twice yeah. That was another one where it just took forever for Bobby Lashley to get out of the ring. And when you saw how long it was taking him to get out of the ring, then you're like, okay, something, something's going on here. And then AJ came in and laid out LA night. And like I told you in December, LA night versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. Which is is fine. It's, I mean, it's not a match that I think is going to, you know, be the show stealer or anything, but it no, makes sense based I, on what they're doing. I think, I think it's a match set up for LA Knight to win. Cause I think AJ's winding down. I mean, we heard he was going to be done the next couple of years. So by the way, not? when did, when did AJ become a body guy? I don't know, but he's jacked. <laughs> he's never been this big. 
Maybe you think he has a few more years left. Maybe he won't retire. Uh, I mean, as long as he can go without getting hurt, I would say. But okay, now we grew up and we went through this era in the early 90s where Hulk Hogan went on Arsenio Hall and lied about using steroids, right? And then we go through the whole Vince trial. And then post... Uh, 91, 92. And then post Benoit, they do put some sort of steroid policy into place. And like now these guys are so these guys come back and they're 45 years old and they're bigger than ever, including Randy Orton. Like Randy Orton is bigger than we've ever seen him. And we've seen every, every, every part of of his career. No, no no giant. Like, I mean, do we just as as wrestling fans, do we just go, yeah, that's just the business? Are we supposed to call them out on I those think, steroid policies? It's, like, it's HGH, isn't it? It's gotta be. I'm, I'm, I don't think people take HGH by itself to get big. They stack it. I think they stack it. But you know, the thing is, is uh I know people, I mean, you know, you know who's talked about it, uh TRT. Uh Andrew Zarian has I think I remember you saying something has like that. talked about. He's gone on the air saying that he gets testosterone and it's just kind of like a, a health thing for him. He's like, it makes me feel great. Me too. But, <laughs> but Andrew is also not putting 30 pounds of muscle on like, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy. Let me tell you, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. And then AJ, but he can still do all his moves. Yes, he can. And that's good. I mean, but it just, it kind of makes me sad because, He's going to wrestle LA Knight, probably lose to him in theory. Then what do you do with him? Like, it just feels like he's going to end up being this, like, gatekeeper who will be, like, the guy you beat before moving up to the next rung, like Jake Roberts was in, like, the 90s. Yeah, and I don't know if being a heel is necessarily the right thing for him because I don't really think people want to boo him necessarily. You know, it's you don't really like booing, like, the older guys. He's kind of a legend now. You yeah. Know, in a way. Yeah. He is very much so. Uh, so as we get to the end, Orton hits Logan Paul as Logan Paul has the knucks and he pins him. And for all that we know, because we don't see anything, uh, Logan Paul is done and he's out of the ring. And all of a sudden they're, they're getting into their stuff with Orton and drew and all whack. of a sudden just whack out of nowhere. Logan Paul throws that right hand. You know, he, that right hand that because he learned how to box the right hand when he first came into wrestling actually looked really good it actually looked like a overhand right now it starts now it looks more like a wrestling punch than than a real punch but that's his gimmick knocks out randio randio loses and drew mcintyre's current gimmick is uh he's a hypocrite and you know, he calls out everyone for their lying and their cheating. And at the same time, he's a heel and he's accepting the victory. And I'm sure he'll cut a promo and say, look, I had Randy Orton right where I wanted him. And, you know, Logan Paul was just there. I, w- I would still have beaten him and I would still be the winner of this match. So, well, it's interesting because I, I really thought after the finish at the Rumble and after what they were building to that they were going to do Kevin Owens and Logan Paul at Mania again. But now that Logan laid out Randy, clearly it's going to be Logan and Randy. Now, there's two ways they can go about this. They could have Randy and Logan for the U.S. title, 
Or what I think might be more likely is they do the U.S. title match with Kevin Owens and Logan on television, SmackDown or whatever. Kevin Owens pins him, takes the title because Randy screws him. Then you can have Randy and Logan Paul, and then Kevin Owens defend the U.S. title against anybody else. Hell, maybe Sami Zayn again. What's he doing? <laughs> you know, what's well, he doing? Uh, 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 where are you with Sami? Are, are we setting him up to beat Gunther? Like- I no, I think he's being set up to go on a losing streak, which uh, I hate. I hate that. It never works. Well, yeah, he's got Nakamura on Monday. So we'll see what happens there. He's probably gonna lose. Didn't he already he already wrestled Nakamura? He already lost to Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah. If if he is gonna go on a winning streak from here on out, I kind of like the storyline of him beating Gunther, but if he's not going to get impressive wins before WrestleMania, I don't like the Hail Mary storyline of all of a sudden, you know, you you win by surprise. I, I build build these guys up. I like that way better. Oh, I, I wanted to see Gunther and Lesnar real bad. It's unfortunate what happened because as a selfish wrestling fan, I wanted to see it. And I thought for sure they'd have Braun Breaker go in, but it looks like Breaker's going to be a tag champion on Tuesdays and then on Fridays be on SmackDown. So I don't think they're going to put him on Raw as well. You know what I mean? So now I am wondering who Gunther's many opponent's going to be because that is a, a big question right now. Now, what if it could be Kevin Owens? What if that that'd be pretty interesting? What if Logan Paul decides to uh, bring in his his brother as a tag team? Yeah, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Logan. I, I said that today. The Paul brothers. That would be interesting. But who, if it's not Kevin and Sami, who could Randy team up with to? have a tag team match against the Paul brothers. Andrew Tate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's but, not a real, uh, I mean, maybe Braun Breaker. I don't know. But I'll tell you what's weird. On Raw, we saw like the Michael, not Michael, yeah, Michael, the, the Michael Chandler promo or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the, the Connor thing. And on this show where we saw the, I forget the guy's name, the UFC guy, Talalia, Talu, whatever. That Tuivasa, dude. yeah. Tuivasa, right? Yeah. The crossover that we thought wasn't going to happen is happening before our very eyes, yo. We're seeing it before our very eyes. And yes. it's so weird. It is so weird because I'm telling you, there's going to be a UFC show coming up where Joe Rogan is going to interview, like, Paul Heyman or some okay, shit. But You know what I'm saying? The crossover has happened before. That's I know, how Undertaker I know, and Lesnar but, started, but, remember? That, yeah, of course, but that was a while ago. Now it's like okay. Now we're seeing it within one company. But with the T, when when TKO came together, they showed McAfee, Triple H, Stephanie, and Vince. I think ringside to one that's of the yeah UFC. That's right. Yeah. It was right before the sale. Yeah. You know what, bro? Survivor Series War Games, Team UFC against Team WWE. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You know, all those UFC guys are marked, right? I, a lot of them are pro wrestling fans. That's what I'm saying. Put them in there. That'd be awesome, bro. I, well, there, yeah, we, we, I gotta bring. I gotta talk to my buddy uh, Ryan Frederick and ask him who's like the best possibility for a crossover UFC to to wrestle. I would say DC. I mean, dude, remember? Okay, you remember that awesome Brock promo at UFC? You know, you're a piece of shit. Steve is a piece of shit. Like they, he, <laughs> he booked himself in three fights that we never saw. <laughs> 
But me and my friends theorized that we we're going to get DC and Lesnar in WWE, and they were going to borrow the footage, you know, kind of do that kind of crossover. But DC is so out of shape. Yeah, it's that, gotta be. A, it's gotta be a T-shirt match. <laughs> yeah, he's so out of shape. But now Lesnar might not ever come back. So the other all. thing about DC though is he's got a back problem. It'd probably be pretty hard for him to do wrestling. Well, when you're carrying all that weight, bro, I can understand having a back problem. So. But yeah, that's the match they should have done at WrestleMania, and they haven't done it. So they probably you know won. who who you know who probably would be pretty good at wrestling almost immediately. Stipe, John Jones. Oh, of course. And Israel Adesanya, he'd be a good choice for TV. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could tell he loves wrestling. He's a mark. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh my God, I want Team WWE against Team UFC. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the main event. Obviously, this the the match all order, about Rhea Ripley. Match order was perfect. You get Rhea out there, and uh, Nia Jax is like, she's kind of doing the. This was kind of a Hogan from the eighties match in a sense, where David you and Goliath, the big heel. Even though Rhea's not small, right? Rhea is uh, still a, a tall woman, and she's built and she's physical. But you had, you know, there's this Hogan and Bundy, Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Bossman kind of match that always drew for that 80s WWE audience. I don't think it worked as well as it would have if they were not in Australia. Because they were in Australia, it was fine. Right. I didn't, I just did not like the Naya piece of it. I just think she's so one dimensional. She's very, very, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Clumsy. She's very clumsy, and I don't like that. She, I think she has, she has something. You could tell she leans into the heel stuff. She makes herself so unlikable. Like you kind of think that she's just this nasty person. And I don't know, maybe she is. I don't know. But she and Charlotte are like best friends. They're always doing like TikTok dances and stuff. Uh, but she's got something from a, like a heel charisma persona. But when I watch her in the wrestling matches themselves, I she I'm just like I don't I just don't think she's very good. And I think it shows when you're trying to do this long match where Rhea is basically Hulk Hogan from 19 you know 88 1989, and Rhea did a pretty good job. They they like you said they, they showed were some her stuff. And they showed her family and like, you know, what she won, she celebrated with them. And she was kind of emotional when she got in the ring. This is kind of like, this is one of those, like, like Sami Zayn last year. Like, this is the show for you. And you know what? I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like when pay-per-views put the hometown hero at the end and have them win. Like, for so many years, you would lose in your hometown or get embarrassed. And yeah. I like I like how they're doing that, you know? Or you can't you always would, uh, have them win. But or yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin would open you up hard way like he did Jim Ross in Oklahoma. Oh, <laughs> God. That? 2001, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, also, uh, the booking made sense because Nia Jax beat Becky Lynch on television about a month and a half ago the booking makes sense before the rumble. I predict that Becky Lynch will wrestle Nia Jax on raw sometime in the next five weeks and, and get her, her win back. Get yeah. Her win back. Get her win back. Yep. Or, or if Becky does get the title from Rhea, then you have a giant Jax as the ready-made competitor. Although I'll be honest with you. I, as much as I like Becky, I think Rhea might retain that title, bro. I'm, I'm looking at her like the female Roman reigns right now. You okay? So here's what I was going to ask you, which is, we've had this small budding leadership 
uh, tug of war between Rhea and Priest. Rhea is the real leader of that group. Now, should Priest on Raw go, hey, you know, uh, you look like you were trying to get the cheers and you were trying to, you know, are you are you not on the same page as the rest of us on, on Judgment Day? And, you know, she's going to say, you know, I just had to win the match and I did my job and blah, 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 blah. But if Becky does win and she beats Rhea, that could kickstart a heel turn because you could have the Judgment Day come out and Dan- Well, they're already heels. No, no, they well, yeah, they could kickstart her babyface turn because they could come in and blame her for losing, and you know, Dom could actually, and then she's got to kick Dom's ass, and and that could kickstart a, a babyface run for her. That would be the only thing. That'd be the only way I would have Becky win is if it is if you have Becky win, and in turn you then create a new babyface out of Rhea out of that. But, well, I um, I do think either that or. The, the Drew beats Seth and then Priest cashes in on on Drew and gets the title, and that would be like the reverse. That would not be a heel cash in because Drew's whole thing is he wants to win it in front of fans, so he can beat Seth and he can even beat him by cheating. Then when Punisher Martinez cashes in and he beats Drew, it's almost like he's turning babyface because I do feel like whether they do what you're talking about, which is split Rhea off or split Priest off. I do think that this year, 2024, the Judgment Day's kind of ran its course. I think that this is the time. Not saying to break them up tomorrow, but I think the breakup should happen by the summertime. That's the mm-hmm. way I view it. Yeah, and, and you could do either way. I, I just feel like Priest is going to cash in that mania after Drew wins. I just have that feeling. Interesting. I mean, we've been waiting for it. He's yeah. had that briefcase forever. Now. And I'm glad they're holding on to it. I got tired of Remember how they would win it and then cash in like the same show or the next month? Like I hated that. Um, what Nikki Ash did that. And like, what Bailey about, what about that. when uh, Sandow was like, that was way back. Oh God. Yeah. He got jobbed out. <laughs> he got jobbed out. Like, yeah. Oh, I like the funny. fact that they're waiting. No, the worst one was when, when, when what's his name cashed in for the U S title theory that was bad because i didn't yeah, make any sense bad. didn't make any sense yeah the 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 or when they had big e as a baby face do the heel cash in. <laughs> that was stupid too right but remember they gave that away because that was they wanted to get the rating so yeah. they on twitter they were like i'm cashing in tonight and yeah, they yeah. gave it away bro yeah yeah they they were in the midst of getting better at, at the creative or uh, around that time they had to clean things up Okay, let's talk a little bit about this road to WrestleMania here. In prior lifetimes, you and I would do weekly shows talking about the road to WrestleMania and would you recap where stories were. I even did that. uh, We did that on this channel last year. Um, With now, no more pay-per-views in between now and WrestleMania. Turn it up. I I think we've seen some things kind of, uh, you know, open themselves up to to what we're going to see at WrestleMania. Let's talk about the main thing, which is Cody and Roman, which they kind of had detoured us. And now we've learned, if you've read uh, all of Dave Meltzer's uh, reporting on on how and why and all the things about the reason why this happened, it seems pretty clear that The Rock was coming in and maybe the timing of it, they did not have a detour for the Royal Rumble story that they were going to tell before he came in. 
And so they just went ahead with Cody, and then Cody was going to ask out. And when he asked out of the match and The Rock was going to replace him, the internet, uh, you included, got really frustrated at that story because you wanted wanted the Cody Roman story. However, made no sense. We've been thinking that The Rock and Roman were going to have a match for three years now. Yeah, they were supposed to do it at 38, then at 39, then yeah, they were. So it's not like that match came out of left field in any way. It was just that that match was going to happen that instead time. of Cody and Roman. Yep. And so that's I know that's what you were bummed out at. Yeah. So, so much so that you canceled your WrestleMania trip, at least at the time you did. Kind of. I, there was more to it than that. But yeah, I... Uh, I was pretty upset because it really Fia felt like you think about it. It really felt like 2014 all over again when Batista came in from Hollywood and the fans turned on him because, and the thing is, it's not that the fans don't like the rock or don't like Batista. You and I both know if they see the rock in a hotel room or in the gym. They're, oh my God, the rock. I love you. That's fine. It's just the Cody story has been done so well since like he first came in and WrestleMania 40 is poetic for him to do it because WrestleMania 10 was the coronation of Brett. And then 20 was, we can't talk about him anymore. And then 30 was Brian Danielson, a, a, the co-executive writer of AEW now. And then now we have the former AWVP, but like, it, you know, WrestleMania 40, there are people who I talk to, who think that Roman Reigns is going to beat Cody again. And it's just so ridiculous to think that this is obviously not happening again. But the big concern was if it was going to be Roman versus Rock, Rock's not going to win the title. Roman's going to win the title. And then we have another year of Roman. That's the issue is I I don't think people want another year of Roman. I think people respect Roman. I'm pretty in tune with the fans. It's not about Roman or Rock. It's that the Cody story must be finished, and that's – I mean, they're going to finish it. It's just not going to be the way that we thought they were going to finish it. But I'm telling you right now, bro, after the third crossroads, he's going to hold them. He's going to look up at the heavens and think about his father and then hit the final crossroad. I'm telling you, this is how it's going to go down. This is how it's going to go down. One, two, three, ding, 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 right? They don't play his music. Just let let it sink in for a minute, right? And he gets up. Remember, Roman has not been pissed since 2019, uh, except for that tag match, but in one-on-one. Cody gets up, and he's, like, confused. And then the ring announcer, ladies and gentlemen, the winner and new. And that's when they start playing his music. Done, bro. I thought you were going to say that they were going to play the uh, American Dream song. (laughs) No, 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 no. But here's what you do. When he wins, bring Brandy and Liberty and Pharaoh the dog or whatever, Phoenix. Bring them all. Bring Brody Jr. Do your little, like, family celebration. Everybody's crying. And we leave WrestleMania 40 with a happy ending. You know, we haven't had the coronation of a new babyface since Drew. And that was with no fans. This is the first time. So I guess the last time we've seen something like this was Kofi. 
But I think this is more powerful. And that wasn't even planned. Right. I think this is more powerful. I think Cody has connected with people, man. I mean, this guy's on social media giving out free tickets and agreeing to be the best men at Mark's weddings and whatnot. Like, he wants to be John Cena. He wants to do all the talk shows. The I would say Regis and Kathy Lee, but that was 30 years ago. But, you know, like Conan O'Brien, like, he wants to do it. Let him do it. Let Roman take his break. The dude's been – the dude – Roman deserves a break. Let him take it. Like some, a real break. Some might say he is always on a break. He is always I, on I a break. Talking about. And then you good do for, you know Roman what, next year. Good, good for Roman for being able to leverage his contract in the way that he doesn't have to wrestle every week because that's not what he wants. But you know who wants to wrestle every week? Cody. He wants to wrestle every week. There you so go. That's why he does it. Give it to him. All right, so what do you think about this rumored tag team match for night one of Cody and Seth versus The Rock and Roman? I like it, but my question is, obviously the first question that comes to mind is what's the finish going to be? Because there's people now that think that Rock is secretly screwing Roman over, but if that's the case, I don't want the Vince Russo match where Rock is attacking Cody and then all of a sudden, oh, we were in coots the whole time. I don't want that. Yeah, but they could easily do this match to subtly continue that build to Roman Reigns and Rock. Maybe Rock and Roman fumble a move, and that leads to Rock getting pinned. I don't think Cody or Seth should be taking pinfall losses in that match. I think the guy who should be losing by pinfall is The Rock. The problem is he might not want to be as he's The Rock. Well, the right finish to build to The Rock and Roman would be if Roman accidentally... Hits Spears. the rock with a spear yeah. and yeah. the rock gets pinned. Yeah, and gets pinned by Cody or Seth. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And then next year you can do – next year you can do uh, Drew and Punk if you want to do that. You can do uh, uh, Rock and Roman, and you could do Cody, Seth, or whatever. There's a lot of – you could do Cody Gunther's the one I want to I see. thought you were going to say Cody MJF for a second there. If he's around, if he's available, <laughs> if he's available. That, that brother better be signed by AEW. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be awesome. But Cody and Gunther, I think Gunther. That'd be good. That'd be the guy to take it off of Cody whenever they get there. Uh, okay. Uh, what else have we not talked about as far as possible WrestleMania matches? I guess, well, I, I uh, guess there's two- Jimmy versus Jay. Jimmy versus Jay. Try, probably Tribal Warfare. I'm hoping they bring back the grannies, Alpha and Sika. With the uh, the the the, I hope they do it, bro. The red thing, and then uh, L.A. Knight, AJ, Bianca, uh, what's her name? If they actually decide to do it, you think they're going to do Jade? I hope so. I, I hope I really do because those two can work well together. Then we've got the two women's titles matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miz Truth thing if they decide to do it. Um, Logan Paul and uh, Randy Orton. Yes, and so. then whatever Sammy's doing, I don't even know. Well, who's Gunther going to wrestle? Yep. Like you said, Sammy, I don't know. Um, I hope we see Adam Pierce against Nick Aldis for the end of title, <laughs> bro, but we're not going to get that. What else is there? Like, I think that's... Well, I wonder, I, I do wonder if Bad Bunny does something. He, he could do something. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, like we said, CM Punk and Charlotte are hurt. Yeah. So they yep. will not be in. What about and, and you got guys like speaking of Charlotte Andrade? Uh, is he going to be in the Andre Battle Royal? Like you know, there's also that. Oh, also what? Remember, we were supposed to get Ray versus Dominic too, mm-hmm. and Ray was supposed to put Dominic over, but the, I don't know if Ray's ready by then. By yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, we haven't seen Ray in a long time. Right, right. But that's the match, right? That Dominic wins this time. 
So the next yeah. time that you and I record, you had March. an idea, you had an idea to do a show of the WrestleMania matches that we did not get. Yeah, I wanted to do the best buildups, but you were saying it might be too much research. It is 40 I, years. I, yeah, I can I I mean I could tell you everything up until like 28 and from 29 to 39 i would struggle with yeah i i especially that early 2010s era that was horrible yeah but i mean we we could just talk about like obviously the twin referees angle for wrestlemania 4 like that's genius mega powers exploding you're i know you're doing that with draven but i mean that's one uh, the ultimate the ultimate challenge was a step down from Mega Powers Explode, but still epic because Vince McMahon is saying that they have the powers of the gods. <laughs> and then I just got done watching WrestleMania 7 again the other day, and I was so happy. I love that show to death. But that one had a great – that one had a decent buildup. I wouldn't say great. But, like, remember WrestleMania 26? Um, yep, that I was, was at great, that one. Yeah, yeah, the Phoenix one. That was a great, 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 great buildup. Twenty one had a lot of great matches built LA. up. That was L.A. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. That's what I was saying. Something like that, you know. Well, like, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out what the theme of the show will be, but we'll also do kind of the final preview to forty as well. Um, it'll just be a discussion about WrestleMania in general, the history and the current version. That's of, for March uh, or for April. We'll do it for we'll do it for March, and then after April, we'll kind of do the fallout of of WrestleMania 40 and see what, where things go. What what about the one about the matches we never got to see or whatever with that you know? No, we'll we'll figure out. Well, we'll figure out what the theme of the next one. We 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 could either do the builds like you said, or we could do, you know, why didn't Hogan and Flair have their match at WrestleMania? Hogan and Flair, Ho- Sting Austin, and- Sting and Taker, Austin and Hogan. Yeah. So uh, Austin yeah. and. Uh, uh, Austin and Goldberg. Oh, and Austin and Punk. Remember yeah. that was there was there was talk of doing that, yeah. But and the people there were people who were saying that Austin they want Austin to come back now, but I think he already kind of had his comeback with Kevin yeah, Owens. He, I, he's I not going like, to come back at the same time The Rock is coming back. Uh, yeah, and I also feel like after the Kevin Owens match, it did feel like closure. It did. You know what and also felt like closure though? When he stunned Vince, and that was the last time we we're gonna see that. No, well, it was a bad stunner. No, when uh, remember when I went to WrestleMania 25, and I was so mad because the Hall of Fame sucked because they, they had the clock right. Yeah, they sped all those guys up, and then Austin did the thing where they announced the Hall of Famers. Then he came down in the four wheeler. That's right. That's and right. That was like the biggest pop of the whole night. And so I was happy with that. But then, yeah, then we got to see him have another match in, in a, but remember the rumored match for that WrestleMania was Hogan and Austin. They, yeah. that, that was talked about for years. Don't forget raw homecoming. Hogan cut a promo on Austin challenging him for mania and never happened that. Yeah. And that's what we could talk about stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. And we'll of course, for mania 13, Brett and Sean, the ladder match. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot we can, we can talk about. I mean, there's a ton, you know, Brett is probably still mad that about, of Goldberg. Well, no, Brett's probably still mad that Sean, didn't uh, do the favors in he lost 13. His smile. Yeah, he, lost, his smile, he yeah. lost his smile right before. So much so, he did not even, he wasn't even on that show except he was announcing. Yep, for the main event. Yep. How I think that terrible. was, was that the show where Sid shit himself in the match? Did he? Did he actually? I, do? I, I think, I think that was the match, right? Oh Him and Taker. Yeah, that was the match. That was, a, that was a terrible, terrible main event. 
Yeah, but the, the, and the previous two matches were good. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, we got Tyson in, in, in 14, and you know what? I will say this. For 15, the buildup was kind of messy. Do you remember that one? Yeah, Vince Russo was changing things every week. Every week, yeah, but it, but it got messy because, like, Big Show, they were teasing a Big Show babyface turn against The Rock for, like, three weeks. Then they stopped it, and they did it again later. Like, it was, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, that that, not that, that, that was not the best time frame. No, but the best thing that was going on during that time, if you remember, was the Undertaker creeping up on Vince with the teddy bear that was Stephanie's and all that. But that wasn't a WrestleMania like mm-hmm. feud. That was like a more overarching feud. Yeah, yeah. Because he had he had the boss man. I think it was boss man that, that horrible hell himself. Hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah, I went back and I forgotten hell in a cell. I will say this. I, I went. I did go back and rewatch it. The one thing about that era that I think we're starting to see again in wrestling is there was like story progression and continuity, mm-hmm. like we are like we're getting now. Like e- even though Russo was messy as hell, at least like stuff happened. And also, do you remember when Ken Shamrock when they first showed Ryan Shamrock and she missed her cue and he goes slap me and then she, she slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff, bro. He yelled at her to slap him. Yeah, but that, that was, was the fun. first DVD. That was the first wrestling DVD I had, WrestleMania 15. You know, I still have that. And that, I think I, I sold it for like 80 bucks or something. I think it's worth money because I have 15, 16, and 17, the original releases. Yeah. And I think they're worth some money now. I sold with, 15 with the F. and 17 for like over 50 bucks for both you, of them, I'm you sure. Have, you should have held on to them because they're probably worth even more now. Anything with the F in there, man. All right, so we're done here. We'll be back next month, and then uh, at each uh, once a month uh, for for this year. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully things are gonna work out well for WrestleMania. And anything, uh, anything you got going on that you want to well, quickly talk about for your channel or anything else? Well, it's crazy because um, uh, UFC 300 is the day before my birthday. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, I think for this year, what I'm going to do, this is my like, you know, kind of my current thing is because my my main channel is doing better, I'm going to focus on work this year. Like, I'm going to really hunker down. I've got some other projects got going on, like with social media and YouTube. So I'm going to do that. And then next year, I might start traveling again because I actually want to go to a UFC in Vegas. I have not done that yet. And that's on my bucket list. And I would love to go to, I would love to go, even if it's once, to Arena Mexico to watch the MLL, even if it's once, and the MSG. So those are things I want to check off the that list. That was fun, dude. Yeah, it would. I, I love Vegas. I, I might not go to Vegas this year, but I do love going. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite city in the United States, but not my favorite city in the world. Nothing beats Tokyo. Nothing. You got to go back. I mean, okay, I do want to go back, but like, Okay, let me just, before we get out of here, I don't know how you feel about this, but now that Osprey and Okada are gone, I don't even know if I'm ever going to watch New Japan again outside of I Wrestle I don't even Kingdom. know what the forbidden, what is the forbidden door going to be if the two top guys are now in AEW? <laughs> That's what I'm, they might as well throw in AAA or something like that. Yeah, like, they may, but we're already seeing all those matches already, so I don't know. But but you know what I mean? Like, like I was watching, because the thing about New Japan is, Okada was like the centerpiece and Osprey was also was like the centerpiece Gaijin and the fact that they're both leaving within you know a couple of months 
they could i mean they're pushing sonata it's not really working naito's broken down as you know like what are they gonna do like kota ibushi's gone jay white is gone the four guys that main event at wrestle kingdom when i went to japan are all out of the company now they may use aw talent i'm guessing well they're gonna say matt riddle and uh and, and dolph ziggler because they are using them they are using them but moxley has a match against naito in uh about a month and a half in chicago and no, i'm sure it'll be good i'm just saying you know like the g1 but what if, but what if they built some of the AEW talent to kind of get them through that period of them getting those younger guys ready i wouldn't be against it I, i'm just saying me as a fan like without okada and osprey my yeah that's what i'm saying my desire to watch those shows has gone down like I'm not saying that I'm giving up on the company, but I think there's going to be some dark times for them for at least a year or two as they rebuild. Because Okada is like, dude, New Japan without Okada? Like, think about how weird that is. Might also be an interesting time to kind of dig in. Because if you if you are into the idea that, you know, that they're going to have to try some really interesting things because they don't have that star power ghetto may this may be a creative period for him to do some risky things to get some other things going so it might be interesting but yeah the star power is really what drives the whole thing at least for us now in the japan, match quality in japan you know it's a little bit different about what that fan base likes but for you know i i subscribe to new japan world but if i'm not watching it then there's no reason for me to subscribe that's what i'm saying and on top of that and this is a discussion for a different show, but AEW has a lot of people under contract and a lot of top guys. So Kata and Osprey joining the company is going to muddle things up because they're going to take the spot of another guy and they don't have enough television time right now. It's a good problem to have because it's a lot of great workers, but it's also a bad problem because when you have so many good guys, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's almost like Tony Khan is overwhelming himself. They need gonna, to. They need to get organized for sure. Yeah, they have. A, they got. They got to cut Ring of Honor. Cut about half the roster. And like <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's just. I, it's a weird time. Me picturing New Japan without Okada is just weird. It's just very like it's hard to do. That's like the guy. Like that's their he's guy. Been, he's like, been the guy for how many years now? Twenty fifteen, right? Fourteen, something like that. And he was on the rise before then when he had to get over that Tanahashi bridge. Yeah, and he lost and he finally beat him. It was great. It was a great story. And now we're in an era where Omega's not there. Jay Weiss not there. They're all in AEW. Yep. Yep. No, but you know, that's why I think the relationship with AEW is probably very important to them. You saw Tony Khan kind of go off on Rossi Ogawa on Twitter. And the and the whole reason for that was like to stick up for Bushi Road because Bushi Road was frustrated with Rossi. Now, I think a lot of us are like, it's kind of weird. But when I asked Meltzer, he was like, I'm sure Bushi Road was happy about those tweets. But so. Rossi's like beloved over there. I didn't know how beloved he was. Same thing with Scott Diamore. When you got the company writing letters <laughs> on your behalf, dude. That was like, amazing. That was yeah. so amazing. Have you watched any of the new TNA? Uh-uh. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I watched uh, Hard to Kill. The thing is, it's it, it's look, it's the I'm be honest, it's total indie shit. Like it just feels like an indie show, but it's weird because those fans are there and they're mm-hmm. chanting like TNA, TNA, and they're having a good time. And I look at them and I'm like, 
why are you even there? But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know what? Like, I appreciate you being enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a double-edged sword. But they got some good guys there. Like, Alex Shelley's still good, Josh Alexander. Like, And I'll be honest, I like Scott Diamore's booking more than Tony Khan. But now Scott Diamore's gone. But I think they might bring him back because that letter seemed to be a pretty well, big Well, you deal. saw how well Jordan Grace fit into the Royal Rumble. They gotta work with WWE, bro. Have the, maybe they could send down there like a Liv Morgan for a couple months. You like, know the problem with that though is WWE is just gonna take who they want. Of course, happens, so. of course, that's how it always is. All right, uh, we'll be back next month for our monthly appearance by Big D, and we're just gonna talk about whatever is current in those time frames, and maybe we'll throw some history stuff like we will next time. So. For Big D, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.